The local context of Whitechapel. Whitechapel is an area of London just east of the city. In the late 1880s, this district had very high levels of poverty and poor living and working conditions, all of which contributed to a high crime rate. Housing. Lodging houses where lodgers paid a nightly fee for a bed and access to a kitchen were, particular, were particularly squalid. Around a quarter of Whitechapel's population lived in lodging houses. Rookeries. In Whitechapel, where most of the housing was relocated, were extremely overcrowded with poor sanitation. There were some attempts to improve housing. George Peabody paid for the building of 11 blocks of flats in a former slum. The Peabody estate opened in 1881 and tenants were charged reasonable rents. Provision for the poor. Like elsewhere, workhouses in Whitechapel were seen as a last resort. They offered a bed and food in return for hard labour. Conditions were deliberately poor, families were split up and inmates had to wear a uniform. Most were elderly, ill, disabled, orphans or unmarried mothers. After 1880, many young orphans were cared for in Bernardo's homes, where conditions were much better than a workhouse. Lack of employment opportunities. There was high unemployment because of economic depression, and few jobs were available to women, so many turned to prostitution to survive. Those that had jobs worked long hours for low pay in factories, in sweated trades where conditions were cramped and dirty. Those that had jobs also worked building the railways or in the dockyards. Pay was better, but numbers required more variable, so weekly incomes varied enormously. All of these factors led to high levels of poverty and deprivation in the area. The link between the environment and crime. The significance of Whitechapel as an inner city area of poverty, discontent and crime is due to low income levels that led to stealing for survival by those desperate to avoid the workhouse, unreliable or lack of work that meant many had a lot of spare time which led to alcoholism, destructive behaviour and violence. Overcrowding that led to tensions between residents, especially between London-born and Irish and Jewish immigrants, which often split over the, environment, over the violence. The high levels of prostitution that led to violence on women. Tensions in Whitechapel. Whitechapel was a melting pot of different people, religions and revolutionary groups. Its population included many temporary residents and immigrants from Ireland and Eastern Europe. Irish immigrants. Many Irish left Ireland for the USA in the 1840s, but ended up in London instead. Poverty meant most could only afford to live in the least expensive parts of London. Most work as navvies, labourers building roads, railways or canals, or dockers. They had a reputation for being drunk and violent and were also associated with terrorism, such as the Finians, who were seen as fantastical terrorists fighting for Ireland's independence from Britain. The fluctuating population. Most accommodation in Whitechapel was temporary, which meant there were many temporary residents who didn't have an interest in fostering any sense of community. Eastern European immigrants. Huge influx of Eastern European immigrants into Whitechapel in the 1880s, who were mostly Russian and Polish Jews who had fled persecution in the Russian Empire after Tsar Alexander II's assassination in 1881. Poverty meant that they were only able to settle in the cheaper parts of London. 
They tended to stick together within these areas, causing segregation. By 1888, some parts of Whitechapel had 95% Jewish population. Anarchists and Socialists From 1848, there was a wave of attempted revolutions across Europe. Many of the revolutionaries ended up in London's East End. Movements set up or supported by the revolutionaries were anarchism, which opposed organised government and socialism, which wanted the end of capitalism. Both movements were feared by authorities and middle and upper classes, but attracted some support from residents of Whitechapel. Resulting tensions. As a result of its varied and fluctuating population, tensions in Whitechapel were high. There were tensions between immigrant and local populations over access to housing and jobs. Recently arrived Jewish immigrants were prepared to accept lower pay and poor conditions, leading, in, leading to an increase in the sweatshop system. This annoyed other workers and non-sweatshop employers. Um, Anti-Semitism and violence against Jews rose rapidly. Anyone with a foreign accent was suspected of being violent revolutionary. Foreigners were blamed for many crimes, such as the Ripper murders, which increased racial and ha hatred and violence. The organisation of policing in Whitechapel. The Metropolitan Police was divided up into divisions to cover London. Whitechapel was under the jurisdiction of H Division. There were many difficulties in policing this area. The work of the H Division. H Division beat constables were given a set route within Whitechapel to patrol. They were on the lookout for trouble and stopped and questioned anyone to find out what they were doing. They regularly had to report to their sergeant and everything was recorded in a diary. Attitudes to the police. All policing in Whitechapel was made more difficult by most of the locals. Attitudes. The police was mistrusted generally and was seen as part of the government that didn't care for working class people. This meant that few cooperated with investigations. Police constables were frequently attacked. Problems in policing Whitechapel for H Division. The environment. Whitechapel had dark narrow alleys and courts with multiple doorways into rookeries packed with people and their position, possessions, making chasing and fighting criminals extremely difficult. Gangs. Alongside individual petty thieves, large professional gangs of thieves and pickpockets operated. They employed individuals who were well trained at both stealing and getting away from the crime. Violent demonstrations. Public protests were fairly common in Whitechapel. The Social Democratic Federation was involved in many of these protests, such as the Trafalgar Square demonstration in November 1887. Large numbers of angry people in one place frequently led to disorder and violence and needed a large number of police to deal with them. Attacks on Jews. After a large-scale Jewish immigration in the 1880s, attacks on Jews became common. Some police were anti-Semitic themselves, while their language barrier prevented others from helping catch their attackers. Protection rackets. Gangs such as the Bessabarians demanded protection money to protect people's businesses. Refusal led to property damage and violence. Fear of these gangs meant that people rarely reported them to the police and either paid up or retaliated with violence themselves. Alcohol. The large number of pubs and gin houses in Whitechapel saw very strong alcohol at affordable prices. Drunkness frequently fueled violence. Many alcoholics turned to crime to feed their habit. Prostitution. With very few jobs available to women, some turned to prostitution to survive. By 1888, approximately 1,200 prostitutes, vulnerable to violence, worked in brothels or on the streets. 
the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee, 1888. Set up by businessmen in Whitechapel on the 10th of September due to the police's lack of progress in catching the Ripper murderer. They offered a reward for information leading to the capture of the murderer. They patrolled the streets every night with torches, burning wood and whistles. They disrupted the police investigation, but also hampered the police by sending false leads and encouraging criticism of the police in newspapers. Investigative policing in Whitechapel. The Met developed new methods of detective investigation that was to prove useful in investigating the crimes of Jack the Ripper, who murdered at least five women in and around Whitechapel in the autumn of 1888. Investigative policing techniques. House-to-house searches for the evidence. In the Ripper case, the pubs in the opium den were searched. Distributing leaflets and advertising in newspapers, appealing for information from the public. In the Ripper case, 80,000 leaflets were distributed. Following up clues found or not found at the crime scenes. In the Ripper case, it was noted that one of the victim's rings had been taken. Following up evidence from the bodies detailed by post-mortems and coroner's reports. In the Ripper case, the police visited hospitals at some of the mutilated bodies were thought to show the murderer had good knowledge of anatomy. Detailed, annotated sketches of the crime scenes were drawn and photographs taken. In the Ripper case, these were used to compare murders with others. Setting up soup kitchens to encourage the poorest to come forward with information. And interviewing witnesses or suspects, including those provided by tip-offs. Improvements after 1888. The Met introduced the battalion system of taking measurements and photographs of suspects and keeping these records centrally so they could be shared. By 1900, the introduction of telephones improved the speed of police communications. Rival police forces and other problems. There was great rivalry between the Met and the City of London police forces. Rather than share information and incorporate in cases, each force wanted to solve crimes before the other did. Whitechapel overlapped the two police districts, so this was a particular problem during the Ripper investigations. There was also conflict between the CID and other parts of the Met. H Division had to continue its usual work as well as help CID investigate murderers. The media. This caused problems for the police, as although media coverage encouraged the public to come forward, it also attracted hoax letters and thousands of theories on the identity of the killer, all of which had to be investigated. Media coverage also stirred up racial hatred, as the media was convinced that the Englishman could not have committed such an awful crime. This led to more violence for the police to deal with, as attacks and discrimination against foreigners increased. The media also added to the pressure on the police by criticising the investigation. Jack the Ripper. Between 31st of August and the 9th of November in, 19, in 1888, five women were strangled and mutilated in Whitechapel. The murderer became known as Jack the Ripper because this was the name used on some letters sent to the police. To, say, to, to this day, the murderer has never been discovered, though there are hundreds of theories about who it was.